Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's project a great week ahead for all of you. And thank you for being here with us. A number of stories on my mind this morning. Uh, you may have heard the uh, headline out of California, the suspected uh, dance club shooter in which uh, 10 people were shot dead, wounding at least 10 more after a standoff with authorities has apparently killed himself. And my point about this incident is a conversation that I want to have with you this morning again on the issue of gun control. Let me be clear, and I've said this before, and I'm going to throw the question at you folks in a bit of a different way. So if you listen to this program, you know that I firmly believe that we need gun control in terms of something to deal with an assault weapons ban, uh, perhaps going back to what was done during the uh, Clinton years. And something needs to be done. So some of you are of the belief that nothing should be done, just just an open market where people have guns and they can fight back. But my question to you this morning is that if you don't believe there should be some type of assault weapons ban, then what should happen? What should happen? Because these shootings are continuing to happen all across the country, coast to coast, one time, one time it's Buffalo, the next time it's uh, California, the time after that it's Colorado, and we can go on and on and on. And uh, one of the other things that we've also talked about on this program is I, I have played out with you folks that uh, sometimes I ride the subway, and um, I've always said that if something should happen, and there has been one or two incidents where involving homeless people, and I've asked them to leave women alone. But I've always said, my position has always been that I, my type of personality, I just can't stand there and just watch it happen. And so something has happened to a member of the media. A Fox News meteorologist was badly beaten on a subway train in Manhattan, by a group of uh, juveniles. 
His name, Adam Kluntz, and he says he was reportedly and repeatedly punched in the face by a group of teens around 1 a.m. while coming home from a bar on a one train in Chelsea. Now, police say he asked the teens to stop smoking marijuana on the train, and soon after, they started to attack him. They started to attack him. So he's 37 years old, and he posted a video on Instagram. We'll let you hear that in just a uh, in just a minute. But with all of the bruises that's on his face and uh, also on the bruises to his ribs, and 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 there's even a question as of right now as to whether the police and the district attorney are going to prosecute this case. So he came to the aid of someone else. The the teenagers attack him, and the police are not sure as of yet whether or not they're prosecuting the entire group. The world that we live in. We are going to be taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. A few things that I want to get to, but let's start with your telephone calls. Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning. Uh, If one of those people in California was packing, then the animal, the lowlife that shot all of those people, would have been put out of commission. If I was there and, well, let's say I had my my 45 with me, uh, I guarantee you they wouldn't have needed to call an ambulance. They could have called a Hertz because he would be going to the cemetery. But all of the people, they were unarmed. They were like sitting ducks. They were like like target practice. This happens over and over. They had a thing on TV in Texas. This guy goes into a, a restaurant, and he robs the people. As he is walking out, one of the people that he robbed pulled out a gun and put like eight bullets into this guy's back. He was dead before he hit the ground. He then returned everybody's wallet. He went home, and he was greeted by his wife instead of his wife having to come to the cemetery to greet him or okay. walk with his dead body. Okay, so, Michael, so so I have a question for you. What should so, you do? Absolutely. Let everybody carry guns. Okay. This way well, they well, know. Okay, they well, know. Let Michael, let me ask yeah. you the question. Yeah. So... Uh, in the version that that you just described, right? Mm-hmm. You said that if you had, if you were there and you had your forty five, you would have handled it, right? I would have killed him. Okay, I wouldn't have wounded him. I would have killed him. Okay, all right. So, so here's here's the question that I have for you. So, what happens? You pull out your gun and you shoot the guy in the head, but you ended up shooting the guy that was trying to to defend everyone else. And you, but you thought he was the bad guy. Then what? I would know who the bad guy is. How would you, how would you know? Wait, 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 wait. Michael, so, so, so you're telling me this is a Hollywood movie and it's, and it's crystal clear who the bad guy is and, and, and the adrenaline that's, that's pumping, that's not going to impact you. You're just going to Clint Eastwood the entire situation. Okay. Let me answer the question. When you see someone with a gun shooting every other person, duh, 
you say to yourself, gee, I think he's the one who's the bad guy that I have to take out. Now, if you see someone with a gun and he's not firing it, you might say to yourself, duh, he's the good guy who might be trying to stop the bad guy. Good people don't just start blasting away at anybody who's walking by. That is something that bad people do. So if your person has common sense, and I hope that they have a gun, they do have common sense, and they see someone moving the gun from side to side shooting innocent people, you come to the conclusion, yes, this must be an evil bad person. Let me blow his brains out. And that's how you know. I mean, Dominic, let's try to, you know, let's try to use common sense. You're giving me a, 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 a thing that, that doesn't even make any sense. If you saw somebody shooting one person after another, would you say he's a good guy or a bad guy? You would what, say he's a bad guy. Michael, what I'm t- before I move on to the next caller, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to explain to you is that it's easy for us in the confines of a studio in your home to describe the situation, but it's totally different when you're actually in the situation. Adrenaline is pumping, and it, it's very tough. But so, Michael, here's here's what I uh, he he here's you know what you know what maybe 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 David in the Bronx can do a better job of trying to articulate what I'm trying to say. So, Michael and David, you two are on live with each other. David, I I believe you just heard what Michael had to say. What is your reaction? Yeah, first of all, this alleged good guy with a gun situation almost never happens, first thing. And the other thing is, in a situation like that, like you said, with adrenaline flowing, it could be dark, alcohol is involved a lot of times if it's in a bar, There's no way that a person could guarantee that they would be able to shoot accurately and only hit the attacker, okay? Also, when the police arrive, they might not know who they're dealing with. If they have multiple people with guns, how do they know who to shoot? All right, this just complicates the situation. We have way too many guns in this country. I used to go to bars a lot. People get worked up. They get aggressive when they have alcohol in their system. We don't want people with guns in bars. This is insanity. This is why we have so many people being killed in this country with guns. It's easy to shoot someone, all right? Knives are bad enough, but a knife, you have to actually go up to someone and actually have physical contact with them. A gun makes it easy for people just to pull out and start shooting, and that's why we have these problems. And Michael's solution is no solution. It's just going to make things worse. Okay, so, Michael, you just heard what David said. Your reaction. Let me answer him. The bad people, the thugs, the hoodlums, the loonies, they're always going to have guns. So let's take away the guns from the law-abiding people like me who, who have never committed a crime. Take the guns away from them. But the lunatics and the crazies, do you think they're going to give up their guns? Never. It's not going to happen. The guns are already out there, okay? The bad people will don't care that, oh, it's illegal to carry it. Like David says, oh, you know, let's make it illegal. Let's make it tougher to get a gun. A bad person will always be able to get a gun, and he doesn't give a rat's rear end about the law. The only people you're going to hurt are people like me, although you're not going to hurt me because I will never, never, ever give up my guns. Never. All right, like Ronald Reagan said, you'll have to pull it out of my cold, dead-bodied hands. Okay, so I will they... never give it, never. Okay, well, I, I didn't, I didn't say Michael to give up your gun. I said we need 
some type of ban on assault weapons. David, you have the right. final word on, on these two. Okay. Go ahead. All right. This, this idea about taking guns away, nobody serious is talking about going into someone's house and taking away their guns. We need reasonable gun regulations. In the Second Amendment, it says well-regulated militia. That does not mean a free-for-all where you can purchase any gun you want. There is no need for a regular person to purchase an assault rifle that can fire hundreds of rounds if it's modified or uh, have a magazine with 30 rounds in it. There is no reason for a regular person to have that. And if they say it's to protect them from our government, you know what? The government is a lot better armed than you will ever be. So that's just nonsense. I know people like Michael who have, you know, they have their, their small parts of them and they compensate because with a big gun. Michael, I know people like you. You talk big, but in a real situation, you'd probably be hiding, hiding behind a bar stool. Thank you. Uh, Michael? Quickly. I would be hiding behind a bar stool so I can get a better shot at the SOB who's shooting people. Now, let me just say one more thing and, 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 and dial then in. Quickly, go ahead. Right. The, the, the biggest mass murder of innocent people uh, happened in, what was it, Virginia, in that, uh, in that uh, college. It was a Korean guy who was a nut job. He didn't have an assault rifle. He had two handguns. Each gun fires 15 bullets. The assault rifles only carry 15 bullets most of the time. So, and you can only hold one assault rifle at a time. But with handguns, you can hold two of them. So the handguns have killed 97% of the people where assault rifles have only killed maybe 3%. So this craziness of let's get rid of assault rifles, people don't know what they're talking about. The handgun kills more people. So you're trying to get rid of a weapon that doesn't kill people. People can't walk around with it. Criminals can't walk around with assault rifles. They walk around with handguns. So first they say they're going to get rid of the assault rifles. Only that the reason is this will give them the excuse, well, people are still being murdered. So now let's go after the handguns. So knock off this bull about, oh, we got to get rid of the assault rifles because the assault rifles aren't killing people. The, the thing that is killing people, like what happened in that college in, in Virginia, was the, the nut with two handguns. He okay. was able to fire 30 – he killed something like 36 people. That was the biggest mass murder in, in the history of the United of, – of all these school shootings. Okay. Michael, uh, thank you, Michael, and thank you, David. Let's go to Holly in Manhattan. Good morning, Holly. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. First off, um, assault weapons are already banned in the United States, a private citizen without special permits cannot own an assault weapon per okay. se. Okay, so Holly, what, what's the answer to the problem? Well, the answer to the problem is uh, better education and the answer to the problem. Wait, wait, too, wait, 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 Holly. I, I'm just, I want to go one at a time. So you said better education. Right. Uh, so if people are informed that okay. guns kill people, okay, but wait, 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 w
like what happened in California. You allow the private citizens, all of us should be allowed to carry as many guns as we want because the private citizen that is armed is a better defense in situations like this than any other group of police or anything else because the police cannot be every place all at once. We but we, it, we agree on that. We agree on that. Holly, uh, make your final point, please, and then I'm going to move on to Loretta in Brooklyn. Sure, sure. Yeah, move on. No, no, no. No, no, Holly, I cut you off by mistake, and I want you to make your final thought before I move on to Loretta in Brooklyn. Go ahead. My final point is guns don't kill people. People kill people. See that's Holly. I I mean that 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 that's that. With all due respect, that's ridiculous, Holly. And I know it, it's a slogan that's said all the time. No guns kill people. Guns kill people. Loretta in Brooklyn. Good morning, Loretta. What's on your mind? Yes. Good morning, Dominic. Um, it's true. Uh, people kill people, but I think gun control and people control have to go hand in hand. How can you tell the good guys from the bad guys? A good guy can snap in an instant. Uh, If you don't release the steam, we all have steam in us, and you need to release the valve. Anybody can snap. Anybody can be outside, and you don't know what's going to set somebody off. Uh, It's got to go hand in hand. Uh, There has to be reason, and it's not just the guns. And it's not just the crazies out there. Anybody can go off. Um, uh, Cops have to be trained, I think, adequately in kind of determining, um, you know, what behavior is off here, what's going on here with this person. Hmm. Well, Loretta, I I appreciate your call. Uh, Certainly it doesn't help us in the New York area when you know we lose the uh the anti crime street crimes unit uh they may have been controversial but were they effective and the answer to that is they were very effective as to the um the shooting in California in which 10 people dead wounded at least 10 more at a dance club this happened uh Saturday and the uh suspect uh killed himself in a standoff with police This is what police had to say prior to the standoff. There is a male suspect that fled the scene, uh, has been described as a male Asian, and that's from the scene here in Monterey Park. And uh, it's taken us a while, and please be patient with us, because as we're interviewing uh, victims and witnesses, we've gotten different descriptions of one suspect. Uh, so they're utilizing every resource to apprehend uh, this suspect in what we believe to be one of the county's most heinous uh, cases. And so this individual is accused of shooting up a Monterey Park ballroom following a uh, a Lunar New Year celebration and apparently acted alone. Officials are still investigating a motive and again As far as I'm concerned, we need some type of further gun control as it relates to to automatic weapons. I'm sorry, folks. I don't want to trample on your Second Amendment right. You want to carry a gun? Carry a gun. Doesn't matter what I say. The Supreme Court said you can carry a gun. Carry your gun. But we've got to find a way to stop these types of shootings with these crazy people 
that are leading loser lives, and they decide they want to take out as many people as possible and go out in a hail of glory. Let's go to uh, to Helen in Fairfield County. Good morning, Helen. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I'd like to refer back to the situation that just happened on the train. With, with, the, with the, the weather forecaster? With the weather forecaster okay. and many other situations like this. Okay. Where, unfortunately, the police may or may not arrest the folks that were um, right. in charge of assaulting this gentleman. The problem is... Nothing happens, okay? Right. We do not enforce. We no longer are enforcing our laws. There are no consequences. And when there are no consequences, criminals and people who are on their verge to becoming criminals understand this. And when that continues on, then you have more and more of these situations. And that's what we're facing right now. These teenagers have every reason to know that nothing is going to happen because it doesn't. And how are we as a society going to protect anyone, ourselves, and so forth, without taking the law into our own hands if there is no law enforcement? And there isn't. So wait, wait, Helen, I heard you say take the law into our own hands. Wait, is that, did I hear you correctly? You did. So you're saying being a vigilante? I don't like the idea of of vigilantism. I really don't. I think it's very dangerous. But right now, what is more dangerous is the fact that criminals understand there are no consequences. So maybe, you know, like the shooter, I don't know, what is it now, 25 years ago, maybe, the guy that was on the subway, that uh, was um, uh, being molested uh, over and over again and then took out his weapon and started shooting. I didn't really like that. It wasn't great. But unfortunately, he was pushed into it. And this is what's going to happen more and more to the citizens of the United States because people are going to be pushed into the corner more and more there's going to be more fear because we recognize that the authorities who are in charge of protecting us, their hands very often are tied. And so what is a citizen supposed to do? On that part, Helen, you, you are a thousand percent correct. You are a thousand percent correct. What is a citizen supposed to do right now? I don't I don't understand what's going on in the in the world right now. And so, you know, Helen mentioned uh, the Fox News meteorologist tried to do the right thing on the subway the other day. The one train came to the aid, came to the aid of uh, a person that the three young kids were juveniles were harassing. And apparently they were smoking marijuana. All he did was say to these little I'm going to leave out the description this morning, folks. I'm I'm going to leave it out because um, I don't want to say something that that will get me in um, in trouble. But all all he said, uh, I, I'm just greatly annoyed at this at this incident. All he said, and and it's something that touches home with me because when, when the few times that I ride the subway, 
you know, all, all of these national campaigns, don't use the N-word, the historical significance of the N-word, don't do this, don't do that. Oh, you can't use the N-word, and you should never, you should never, never, ever use the N-word. But you get on the subway, and you observe, not all, please, if you're going to quote me, please get the quote right. Not all, some, a handful, but more than enough to greatly agitate the situation. And every three seconds, male, female, my in, my in, my in, yo, in, 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 back and forth, back and forth. Then the songs come on, the rap songs, in, 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 in. And if we're going to be honest about it, and then if one white person on that same train (laughs) says the same thing, it's an all-out race war. They have been offended to the highest degree and it's the worst thing that ever happened, but yet you called each other my end about a hundred times, and and that was okay. And so, I guess I guess it goes back to situations like this, folks. And Helen, I I, I thank you for the call. I really do thank you this morning. You made you made a lot of uh, common sense uh, points. So this uh, Fox meteorologist, I want you to hear him in his own words. He came to the aid. Of someone else, so this was last Saturday, the Giants game. He's having a good time, riding the train home, comes to the aid of someone else. The kids turn on him, beat him up. They arrest one that was 17 years old. The other two that were uh, 15 years old, the police eventually cut them loose. Juvenile reports were prepared, and their parents, think about that for a second. That's why I paused. Their parents were caused to pick them up. The parents should have been arrested. That's the only way you're going to stop something like this. Oh, my child didn't do anything. Why are the police harassing my child? That's the way the argument goes. And so it's unclear why three of the suspects, at least, were released without facing charges. But the department says they have the option of... uh, an apparent uh, misdemeanor. And what I don't understand, and, you know, folks, may, maybe I'm just uh, I'm just a little frustrated this morning. I, I'm being honest with you. What I don't understand, if they're, if they're 15, 14, okay, you're a minor, but, but until we get to the court, you're going to be treated as an adult. And I'm not going give, to give you kid gloves treatment handcuffed the entire routine. I want you to listen. It's a minute long, and the reason why I decided to play this, I want you to, at first, the the meteorologist, Alan Klotz, he jokes about it because I guess he's white, the kids are black, he's trying not to make it a racial incident. But then, in the second part of the video, he admits that they did some serious damage. Listen to what he had to say. Hear me out, though. <laughs> you should see the other guy. <laughs> oh, my, my side? Don't laugh. My side is worse, so much worse than my face. Uh, the thing is, the other guy, it's not really a guy. It's children, like five, six children. Where are the parents? <laughs> God. <laughs> don't, don't, 
Don't let your kids come beat me up in the middle of the night again, please. Parents, watch your children. I feel like that last post seemed like maybe I wasn't being serious. Like this wasn't real, but... Yeah, uh, last night coming home from watching the Giants game at a bar uh, on the subway, uh, this older gentleman was being hassled by this group of like seven or eight teens. And I was like, yo, guys, cut that out. And they decided, all right, if he's not going to get it, then you're going to get it. And boy, did they give it to me. Uh, they had me on the ground. Like My ribs are all kind of bruised up too. They, they, got, they got their hits in. Uh, but that guy, he got out of there. He's fine. And the cops grabbed a couple of these kids. And, you know, I got x-rays. I'm okay. This is all going to heal. So it's all good. You know what I mean? New York City. New York City. Ah, what a place. The Big Apple. If you read between the lines of what he was saying, the parents, we are the parents. We all know where the parents are. The parents are getting high with the kids. The parents were dysfunctional from when they were children. The parents should have never had children themselves, if we're going to be honest about it. And now they're parents. And the parents don't want to be bothered. So you have literally raised a juvenile delinquent. And and your baby's an angel. And if the meteorologist would have pulled out a gun... And and shot one of these, uh, again, I'm going to leave descriptions alone this morning. Uh, if he had shot one of them, then it would be the biggest racial incident. White man shoots black child. He was only asking for a dollar on the subway. That That's the way the, the script would read. And then and then people would call up here to the radio station and say, Dominic, how, how come you're not defending the black youth? They only asked this man for a donation, and they got shot for no reason at all. This is one case. No, I'm not going to even. I'm not going to even say that. I I've got to be careful this morning with what I say. So, I'm just going to leave that alone, and I'm going to take a break. We still have some other topics to get to coming up at uh, 45 minutes past the hour. The Chronicles of Dominic Carter and Frank Morano at 1 a.m. The other side of midnight. When we come back, we're going to Manhattan, Brooklyn, Nevada, Queens. The Bronx and Yonkers. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. We are taking uh, your telephone calls on a number of topics. The suspected California dance club shooter over the weekend kills himself after a standoff. A Fox meteorologist, Fox News meteorologist trying to do the right thing, coming to the aid of someone else on the subway. Kids are harassing. They turn and focus on him. They're not kids. But I'm not I'm not gonna do the description game this morning. I'm I'm just gonna listen to what you folks have to say. Let's go to Tommy in Brooklyn. Good morning, Tommy. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. Uh 
I, I grew up uh, uh, shooting since I'm six years old, and I was a competitive shooter until I was 21. My version of gun control is when I have a grouping smaller than a nickel at 100 feet, you know, scoring 10 out of 10 at, at, a, at the bowl at 500 meters. You know, on a, on a more serious note, though, um, gun control is, is, is a tough topic, you know, and there's a lot of work to be done on that, you know. Uh, better vetting of applicants and continuous observation of gun owners with two-year renewals on their licenses and gun renewals. Uh, good regulations don't bother legal gun owners. It only bothers the people who don't have legal legal license to carry. And you know, competitive. You know, I even I I shot also competitive assault rifles as you want to put, a lot of people call them. I shot using AR-15 and other weapons that's similar. You know, and they're a lot of fun and enjoyable. You know. Um, I'm a regular shooter um, who uses a range once or twice a month, gets relief from stress by learning breathing techniques and uh, mindfulness techniques for, for shooting. You know, and, and also I wanted to say the harsher penalties for illegal guns and harsher penalties for people who use their guns in the wrong way. You know, if you have a, a legal gun and you do something stupid, you're going to go to jail and you're going to be, you're going to be punished, you know, I think that kind of regulation is, is, is important, and I think it's fair. I think we should go over it. I'm sure there's people out so, there that are going to argue one way or the other, but I think we should find a, a middle ground here and, and get the right regulations and the right um, – um, oh, God, regulations and, and the right um, – Oh God! Well, I, 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 I hear you, but Tommy, I, I, you made a comment that uh, that my mind is locked on. You said that you have fired assault rifles, and you said that it's fun. What's fun about it? It's competitive. It, you know, uh, isn't being competitive fun for? Okay, for okay but wait, wait. When you say wait, 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 wait. When you say it's competitive, I need you to define what you mean by that. Well, well, for me, it's it's uh, most of the time with the rifles. Uh, I was at certain ranges, and you get to shoot different types of targets. And um, it, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a hunter. You know, I don't believe in killing animals for no reason. Uh, that's me personally. Humans, on the other hand, you know, that's a different story. You know, I was in the military for a long time. I had a different mindset. But um, when you shoot, a, when you go into a range and you shoot, and you you get that, that you hit that target. It's a it's a satisfaction that it's very hard to to describe, but you've gotten better at it. It's like um, for somebody who, who's a hockey player, right? They're gonna you know they, they they constantly bang that puck into that net ten ten twenty times thirty times fifty times, and then they get good at it. Well, it's Tommy, Tommy, I I I uh, fired uh, weapons at a uh, gun range uh, in the Poconos. And I, I didn't enjoy it. And the reason why I didn't enjoy it is because, one, I didn't realize the kickback into your hand once you fire a, wep- a weapon. And whatever gun I was firing, it had tremendous kickback. And my conclusion, th- this is just a personal opinion, was that I just felt like it was just too, it was too powerful. It's something that could take a life in a second. And you could spend the rest of your life paying for a mistake with a weapon. I just, it was just too powerful for me. But I have one more question mm-hmm. about assault rifles. So, because I don't know the answer. So, if you hold the trigger, do they fire bullets continuously? No. no. So, it's no. one at a time. No. It's one at a time. That's illegal to have that. There are modification kits on, on some of those weapons, and that's just totally illegal. And if you do something like that, you should go to jail for 20 years. I think that's the law now. Mm-hmm. If you modify a weapon to make it a machine gun, you are going to jail for, I think it's 20 years. I, I 
don't want to be quoted on it, but you're going to jail for a long time. Well, and, and, I, it, you know, and, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead and make your final thought, and then I'm going to move on. Well, I, I just, you know, it not, it's not shooting. is not for everybody. I just happened to, my father did it with me when I was a kid. It was something I, I gravitated towards because it was something I did with my father, you know, and I, I, I was good at it, you know, and um, I, I really enjoy it. It's something that I, when I learned how to shoot, I learned how to calm my mind, how to calm my breathing. Mm. It was, it, I, you know, I, I was a, a crazy kid. I was a mixed up kid. I was all over the place, or ADD, whatever you want to call it, PTSD and all of that. And now, I'm well, I don't do it that much anymore, but. When I was doing it, I mean, that was one of the best times of my life, calming myself enough to learn how to squeeze that trigger right at the right moment, just between the pause of breath. Okay. You know, it's it's just a good feeling. Okay. Anyway, All right. Thanks. Well, Tommy, I, I appreciate your call and your description of what it's like to fire a weapon, what it's like to fire an assault-type uh, weapon. Let's stay in Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to Norman. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. Listen, Morning. Um, I, uh, I'm a life member of the NRA, but I, I, talking about the specs of guns and what's semi-automatic and what's full automatic and what should be banned and what should be not, I find this quite boring. But what, 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 I, what I can say okay, wait, wait, is wait, wait. I, Norman, I lived in Norman, Israel. Norman, let me ask you a question. So you said sure. you find it quite boring. Would it be boring? Uh, if, well, wait, it's, Norman, it's, let, it's me, let me ask you the question. Would it be boring if you were related to one of these 10 people killed in California? Uh, I was related to somebody that was killed, but uh, uh, I believe it was with a gun. It was many, many years ago. Um, and that person was put to death, okay, and okay. Uh, it got the death penalty. So, you know, I, I, so, you know Norman, I, Norman, I am sympathetic Norman, to I've been when, a victim you of say, a when you say When you say you find this topic boring, what's boring about it? Trying to, I'm just trying to get this from a different angle. Okay, um, having lived in Israel, I can just tell you that I, I already know what it's like with firing weapons in Israel. But go ahead. A lot of people have, a lot of people have gun licenses, and when you go to a mall, for example, you go to a mall, they go look through your bag. Um, you say, "I'm carrying a weapon. I have a, a license." They look at your license. Uh, it's got like some kind of a thing on it, and they. Say, have a nice day. And when you walk through the malls there, you feel good. You feel like you feel safe because you know that there is that if somebody, a terrorist act in most cases or something like that would happen, you know, that person would get blown away. So, you know, I, I, I'm just hey, saying wait, there, no, there are Norman, places. Norman, what is it endemic Norman, about this country? Norman, you, isn't the assumption that the person would be blown away? There's no guarantee. No, but 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 these things. Look, there's not that much street crime going on in Israel. There's not that much of these sort of incidents that you have that you hear about. What you hear about is terrorism. So, and and pretty much when a terrorist, as it happened, I remember years ago on a bus. Uh, I remember the terrorist shot at people, and then one of the people on the bus had a gun and killed him. And so, and you know, and you know, stop further terrorism. And so, I, I'm just saying to you, there, there. What is this? My conversation about gun control is what is this about this country that these things happen so damn much in this country? And it's not just the proliferation of guns. There are places like Switzerland where everybody's part of like a national militia, and you are actually required 
have an STG 550, which is not an assault weapon. It's a machine gun. I mean, it's a selective fire firearm. They're required to keep them in their house with like 1,500 rounds of ammunition. It, there, there's, you know, I, I'm just saying there's something crazy about this country with violence, the things you described on the train. And I don't think things as simple as bans and gun control and, and, and I don't think the flip side, I, I don't think the flip side just on, you know, therapy. I don't think that that's an answer either. So, no, I listen, I, I can talk with you about guns all day. The thing is you have a show that's, you know, under an hour and I don't have a half an hour to talk to you about the differences <laughs> of, you know, what is an assault weapon, what is not an assault right, weapon. Right. You wanted to have a beer with me? I, I would love to. But I just I just in the in the in this short time I have to speak. I just figured, why is this happening so much in this country? And well, I don't believe it's it, because of... It, it's happening. Thank you for the call, Norman, in Brooklyn. It's happening because of mental illness. It's happening because of lax um, uh, rules, when it not rules, to lax emphasis on enforcing the law. The laws are already in place, but they're, they're rarely enforced the way that they're supposed to be. And then, um, you know, everybody's a victim. Everybody's a victim. The day and age that we live in, oh, it's not their fault. They, You know, the kids that beat up the Fox meteorologists, you know, they, they were hungry. And, uh, you know, they're children. And that's what children do. No, it's not what children do. Dominic Carter here with you. More of your telephone calls and the Chronicles of Dominic Carter when we come back. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. AOC, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, was repeatedly heckled recently during a town hall meeting, her first one of the year. Uh, a group protesting the congresswoman. Actually, they didn't protest. <laughs> they broke out in song. And apparently they were upset about her vote in favor of military aid to uh, to uh, Ukraine. And so this is what it sounded like as she was trying to speak. So uh, it got cut off there, but she was, um, they were all escorted out, but at least they could sing. I mean, it was a creative way to protest. We are dealing with a number of topics this morning. The shooting in California, 10 dead, 10 wounded, at least. The attack on a Fox News meteorologist riding the subway, of course, on the subway comes to the aid of someone else that a group of teenagers are harassing, they decide, oh, and they're also smoking marijuana, and I say, where are the parents? See, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, Dominic, you, you know, you're old, you're old school, get with the times, marijuana's legal, oh, no, no, Dominic, you got to be 21 or older, you have to be 21 or older. Duh, what message do you think you're sending to these young thugs when you legalize marijuana? Of course they're going to smoke it. 
They're used to getting high with their mother at home. In many cases. Let's continue with the, so, so the, the meteorologists, the kids, if you will, quote unquote, they decide to move from attacking the other individual. They beat the meteorologist up. His face is all bruised. It, his ribs are, 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 um, his ribs are hurting him. He has a lot of, um, uh, pain, but he's, he's trying to deal with it. And, you know, he, he can't even be honest w- about the whole situation. He's white. The kids are black. So if he says one thing, one word the wrong way, then everything is his fault. Let's go to uh, John in Nevada. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I have a question or two about your assault weapons ban. You can make a case to ban assault weapons, but how exactly would this work? There's been millions of assault weapons uh, bought in the United States, so you'd have to get those turned in. And then how would you keep ghost gun assault weapons from being mailed into the United States? Well, I'm sure that Congress would mandate that if you already have one, then probably you keep it, right? And what was the second part of your question? How would you keep ghost gun assault weapons from being mailed into the United States? That's a that's a great question. I don't pretend, and I'm not going to stand here and pretend to have all the answers, because when you bring up ghost guns, that's a whole other issue. But the bottom line is we've got to find a way to deal with politics and money. Let's cut through the nonsense. The reason why we don't have the laws of what we should have is because of the influence of the NRA and money and politics. And I say that, again, if you, you support guns, that, that's fine. All I'm saying, John, is that people going out uh, to bring in the uh, Lunar New Year, uh, 10 people shouldn't be dead and another 10 wounded. And then we'll just sit and wait now uh, for the next shooting to occur. When When is enough enough? And, John, that's a question I'm asking you. When is enough enough? Well, you know, it's a horrible thing that happened, but it's kind of to a certain extent unpreventable. Um. If we did, say, have a handgun ban, and if they had forced uh, people to turn in handguns, he still would have been able to get a ghost gun mailed into the United States. Um, And if he couldn't have got a gun, he could have ran over the crowd in the parking lot with his van. Um, Crazy people will always be able to do crazy things. Um, That's why I think ultimately the statement that people kill people, not vans or guns kill people, is to a certain extent true. Um, hey, hey, John, John, that, I'm not wishing any bad luck on you, but w- but would you would your response still be the same if if one of your relatives was one of those uh, ten people in the morgue right now? Well, I had a relative that was run over by a drunk driver, um, but you know I can't see banning beer, I can't see banning vans or trucks. Um, you know, unfortunate things will always happen, um, but I don't think we can ever really solve the problem. Hmm. I think it's something that has to be managed rather than completely solved. Well, John, I appreciate your call from uh, Nevada. So then we need to start managing. We need to start doing something. Something further has to be done. Thank you for the call, John. Let's go to Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, I just wanted to share this with you because um, some of your callers have been trying to say that uh, 
It's the mindset of people that does the killing. And from experience, direct experience, I can tell you that is the truth. Um, almost 25 years ago, to be 25 years, February 8th, um, our nephew was murdered. And there was no gun involved. And the sad fact of this was that the three guys who attacked him, and this was at a party, like the end of the party, and he was waiting for a friend of his who was off talking to like a girl somewhere. And these three guys decided they were going to rob him. And they attacked him and beat him. And that would have been enough because there's no way he could have defended himself against three people. And he just wasn't he, – he wasn't large enough. He just – he was not a fighter. So there's no way he could have defended himself against three people. It wasn't enough for them to just beat him up and rob him because they wanted his gold chain and his beeper and his money. But two of them held him down while the third one shoved a knife into his heart. And he fought so hard for his life that his thumb was almost completely severed from trying to prevent the knife from going into him before he just couldn't fight anymore. And this will show you, you know, they did not have to kill him, and yet they did. And not only that, but the two that held him down got no jail time because they gave up names of drug dealers and did a plea bargain. And the one who did kill him got 15 years, but then was released 14 years later, one year off for good behavior. So the problem is the mindset of people, and it's due to bad parenting. It's due to television, movies, the Internet, all these things that glorify killing, where you see it all the time. And they, you know, you you turn on the TV, you see the 30th anniversary of so-and-so's murders, the 25th anniversary of so-and-so's murders. Of course, these losers are going to say, oh, wow, look, this person's been in jail for all these years, or this person was executed, but they're still getting publicity. Um, you know, if if the, the media weren't complicit in this and not showing this type of garbage, then maybe more pe- younger people wouldn't be doing this type of stuff. Yes. But I'm just saying, I speak directly from experience. They did not have to kill him, and yet they did. And I'm, I'm very sorry for that. I'm I'm sorry to... To listen to this, I'm so, meaning that that this happened. I'm not sorry to listen to it. I'm sorry for for the, the impact is, to you and your family. It didn't have to happen. It didn't have to be a murder. They had beaten him already, so there was no way. I mean, they could have just taken what they brought from him and left, but they didn't. They killed him, and that's the difference. And that's people when they when they call and tell you that yes, of course. I mean, you can just have one person get hold of a gun, legal or illegal, and they're going to kill a whole lot of people. And the thing is, is that that's what the media publicizes, that one person that kills 10 people or 20 people or or however many people. But how often do you see it publicized on TV that the, the citizen who is legally carrying a gun stopped? somebody from from committing a crime stop somebody from killing people they don't publicize that you almost never hear about that because that's not sensationalism they want people to be afraid and they want people to hear about this where so many people are getting killed they don't want people to hear the flip side of this Alyssa, i'm, I'm really it was your nephew you said 
Yes, my husband's nephew, my nephew by marriage. I'm really sorry uh, to, 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 to hear that. And this was 25 years ago, so you can imagine now where we live in crazy land. And that's why I feel so sorry for these people that talk about this. But it, there is merit to saying it's a mindset. It's, it's where our society, you know, what our society is feeding our young people through what they're watching and listening to whether it's the music or the TV or whatever, they're getting fed this stuff. And they're not being fed that good wins out, killing is bad, and human life is important. They're not being fed that. And that's where we're falling short. And as far as the guns are concerned, maybe if they created, instead of giving money for 87,000 IRS agents and creating what they would call an illegal gun force, because they have to know through the police departments how which departments get the bulk of illegal guns and follow up on that and try to track down the people that are bringing these illegal guns in because a lot of them are coming in over the borders and arrest these people and keep them here and give them 20 to 25 years for, for bringing the guns in and, yes. and enforcing the laws. Alyssa, I, I appreciate your call. I, I have to, uh, to move on. Uh, I'm really, really sorry about that. Whether it's 25 years ago or not, uh, that should not happen to anyone, you know, with a knife going into a, per, a young person's chest, into, into uh, anyone's chest. We see all your calls. I'm going to try and get to uh, a, a few more. But first, I'm joined by Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. Hello, Dominic. How was your weekend? Uh, it, was, uh, it was good. I got to see my grandkids. Wonderful. And so, but what do you have coming up this All right, action-packed show. Uh, one of the most listened-to radio talk show hosts in the whole country, Michael Medved, is going to join me next hour. We're going to pick his brain on the news of the day, including what happened in California, this horrible shooting that you've been talking about, but also the Biden document scandal. seems like every day there's uh, different classified documents that are being used as toilet paper by some former president or current president. So uh, we'll get into what the electoral implications of that are. We got uh, uh, commendations. I have some fun stories from the weekend. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's going to be a fun show. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Naturally, (laughs) naturally. Hey, Nick, Long Island, you got 15 seconds before I have to say uh, good night. What's on your mind, Nick? Use technology uh, to tie in all these disparate police and law enforcement databases together so information can be shared nationally. So someone in Louisiana who's a felon can't buy a gun in Michigan. Nick, it's a, a, it's a these- great it's a great suggestion. I have to step in because we're out of time. Folks, keep it right there. Frank Morano's coming up next right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.